Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy That's right, y'all. We are doing it again. We're back. We are fucking back. Uh, we have been on a massive, massive hiatus. And I was like, you know what, man? The Open Bar Talk podcast does not need to pod fade. Let's bring it back. There are so many bartenders out there that stories need to be heard. So we are doing it. It is episode 68 of the Open Bar Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all social media. Find me at Jim Search. I make Brandon super easy for you. If you want to reach out to the podcast, you can do that. Openbartalk at gmail.com. Openbartalk on Instagram is another good place. Uh, you follow us. You reach out. We get right back to you. As, you, uh, as some listeners who might be new to the game, uh, this podcast is dedicated to the crazy shit that bartenders have seen and the lives that they have lived behind the stick. Uh, so, you know, go back in the old catalog. We have some really dope interviews of bartenders and all of the mess that they have been part of. So without further ado, we'll jump right into it, man. I'm very excited to have this guest on as our uh, first guest back from the long, long hiatus. He's got a podcast called We <laughs> Sex. Go listen to that. Alan Fuchs, how you doing, man? What's going on, dude? I'm good, man. I'm good. Sorry, good. I need to cough over over a plug <laughs> <laughs> well listen uh i'm uh, we're just uh, we're we're keeping it live we're rolling fuck it we're we're doing it live do not uh no need to apologize sir uh how's uh how's life man how's everything life's all right i'm in uh i'm here in my apartment in uh long island city and um i'm just quarantining right now because i have covid Oof. so Dude. um yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to get through that, and then um, and then get back to doing shows. And you know, you mentioned a podcast project. I've been trying to get off the ground for a while, so hopefully, uh, 2022 will be uh, a good year for all that. Well, listen, man, uh, you're doing the you're doing the uh, uh, responsible thing by staying the fuck inside. And, you know, this shit is no joke, man. I'm uh, hoping for a speedier recovery so you can get back out there, dude. Cause, Thanks, man. You know, this is, it's a fucking mess, um, to say the least. But um, let's, uh, let's you actually right. record the podcast. Uh, it was Judges of History with uh, me and Freddie G. That's right. That's right. You and I, uh, it's uh, shoes on the other foot now. Uh, and Alonzo Bowden. Alonzo oh. Bowden, too. That was a that was a fucking fun episode, man. He's a smart dude, man. And that was a great that was a great conversation to say the least. Um, yeah. And you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm I'm flexing my muscles now as the uh, host. I've gone from producer to host in uh, in our universe here. So nice. hopefully, uh, hopefully I can uh, still hopefully I still got it. Let's see if I still have my uh, my hosting chops still on. Um, but you know, let's, uh, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, you know, you've, uh, you've been a bartender for some time. Uh, talk to us. How, how did you get into the game? Yeah, I wouldn't, um, I, I, I haven't bartended in a while, but I used to, um, I remember I was working for a local newspaper. Um, I was a, I was a reporter and I was, you know, covering like local politics, local crime. Um, some interesting, like, you know, New Jersey mob stuff that sure. went down. So, um, but that wasn't paying the bills. So I had to like start working in a restaurant. I need like a side job. So I worked, I started taking uh, jobs in restaurants as, as a server. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty clear to me that the bartenders were getting laid more. <laughs> as as they want to do there's a certain <laughs> they want to do yeah and for some it's like a weird uh class it's like a caste system almost in restaurants you know oh. there's a hierarchical structure and uh it seemed like you know people wanted to bang the bartenders and the managers the most so but also like the it seemed, i think i think like the bartenders even though they 
when, whenever someone would ask them, like, are you guys making more money on the servers? They would play coy or they would, they said they would claim they wouldn't. You kind of knew that they were making more, you know? Sure. Sure. And also so, the other thing, and we've talked about this on the podcast as a whole, but I think this is a good point to bring it back up is the interest, the, the power structure as well. Right. Because like as a bartender, you can just kick someone out. If you're like this, get the fuck out. That person has to leave. Servers can't do that. Like you argue with a guest. It's not like, all right, you're out of here. Like it's, it's such a different dynamic right there. But I I hated being a a server. It's fun because, you know, the people you, the people you work with in restaurants, you form a, a great bond with. And, um, it feels it's like you get like i'm still friends with a lot of these people you know you form like you become like really good friends and you party together and uh you know it's very um incestuous like everyone is just having sex with each other and it's um you know in many ways it's, it's a fun job it's just like incredibly insanely frustrating you know just depending it's a lot of stress too. It's like you're depending on that for your rent, you know, right? And you pay the bills. It's not easy because I worked in um, the restaurants I've worked in were like bigger named restaurants, you know, they're like corporate restaurants, right? So, um, but there were a lot of shenanigans. The worst was when I was still a server, and I or I would do like these like uh, feature pieces, you know, they would send me out. It would be like small town stuff. It would be like, oh, cover, you know, this this uh, this couple grew the biggest eggplant in New Jersey, you know, right. or whatever. Breaking, like that. breaking news. Breaking news, baby. So, uh, so I'd, I remember like cover this one kid. I forgot what medical condition he had. It was sort of like a, a little bit of a Stephen Hawking type situation, right? Right. And it was the most glowing fluff piece you've ever heard in your life. Like I, I made him sound like, uh, you know, one of the greatest men has ever worked, uh, walked the earth, uh, a, a hero, you know, just, just someone that we all should, res- I mean, to respect his courage and his, uh, fortitude and, um, just, you know, I mean, it's, I, I really, really blew a shit ton of smoke up his ass. Right. 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 Family. It was people wrote people wrote in about it. They were like, oh, my God, you know, I, I love the piece. and I love what you wrote about the guy. Um, and I think we answered it for like an award, too. And I was nominated for something. It was like a whole thing. Right. And then um, I, had, <laughs> I was like, you walk into this. It's like a steakhouse. I'm not saying the name of it. But they, I'm a I'm a, I, I was, they brought me into my station. They brought them into my station. And I have to be like their server now. Uh, <laughs> Right. And it was so uncomfortable. And I was like, hey, guys, how you doing? Remember me? And they just like looked at me like, uh, yeah, can we get uh, <laughs> can we get the uh, get that, that the, onion, that fried onion app and uh, make we get extra cheese in the fries? I was like, yeah. All right. Uh, and on top of that, they left me a shit tip. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, yo, man, <laughs> like I. I gave you the most glowing accolade I could, and you're you're less than twenty percent right now. You should yeah, uh, like, you should have ran a I, retraction. I really did. Not only did I want to write it, but so it's like <laughs> I was telling everyone after that song, we're like, it, the truth was that their kid is a shithead, and <laughs> and they and they were <laughs> they, they were like this. I mean, I get it, you know, they're miserable, but they were just. They were vile, you know. So um, wow. I regretted after that. I tried not writing um, such fluffy, fluff pieces. Yeah, you got to do the hard hitting journalism, and yeah. and also get uh, get behind the bar because that is where the money is. That's so, where the money is, and um, yeah, it's just better. You know, it's so much better. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it again. It's it from what I've the interviews that I've done is like kind of similar to your story of like server to bartender. They're like, yeah, um, there's way more money. And I'm also not running around an entire restaurant. I am behind a bar. 
So speaking, I actually went to a bartending school. I did too. <laughs> oh, I went- the saddest thing I've ever been a part of. And, I, and, I, and I've gone to community college. i did too i feel like we have a very similar trajectory here um yes bartending school um really wait where did you go which which bartending school oh god honestly and i'm not i'm not sugarcoating it because i i genuinely can't remember the name of it it was in new york um you know i paid like 500 bucks or whatever and yeah it was just like and they were like, you know, we we will guarantee you a job afterwards. It's like, no, no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> it, there was there was no job placement. I mean, I will, I won't lie though. I definitely did. Um, I was able to at one point. I could make like ten drinks in under like three minutes or something crazy like. Oh wow! But like, That's good. so it was. That's it, yeah, like I was able to like speed pour at some point in my life, but it's <laughs> like. I just, I never, and I never, I never went through it. I never was behind the bar. Um, I've been behind the bar, don't get me wrong, but right. I've never been in a working capacity. So well, I got to tell you though, like, it, it was like the people who were there, it was like court mandated. It felt like, <laughs> it felt like people who definitely have lost custody of their kids. Yeah. <laughs> or, a lot of, a lot of graduates of the school of hard knocks go to a lot. Uh, yeah. It was like, I think you're just fresh out of rehab or something. Like everything, the whole vibe. It was on the side of a highway in New Jersey. It was, the whole thing is just like reeked of sadness and and broken lives and broken dreams. It's uh, yeah. It's it's not Harvard. I'll say that. So let's uh, well, let's jump into it, man. Uh, so. What are some of those crazy, crazy moment moments you had as a bartender that you're like, I can't believe this is happening and I'm not going to forget it? Uh, well, my favorite moment was, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's weird not to get into like sex. Everything is like, people don't realize like when, when people are working in restaurants, it's, um, it, I don't know what what it does to you mentally and physically, but everything is like you. It was like the most sexual period of my life, almost. You know, like everyone just feels like so. I I think people's libidos are just raging out of control. I don't know if it's like because you're working, you're exerting yourself so much in a, in a small space with other people, and everyone's kind of like you know, for the most part, in pretty good shape. You know, they usually hire attractive people, you know, so everyone is like corny as hell. Um, I just remember like this one, one uh, server, she was like, I forgot what she said. It was something like, um, she's like, she's like I, I really need to work on my blowjob skills. All right. And we started talking about that. And I was like, really? Why, why, why do you have to work on your blowjob skills? She's like, I don't know. I, I got to like learn how to like, I, you know, deep throat and this and that. And I'm like, well, you know, if you ever need someone, you know, she, like that <laughs> to is, work on, and I, I'll be your blowjob dummy, you know. Which, but for the record, this is such like the low hanging fruit pickup line of like she wanted to blow you. Like that's essentially right. There's no way a woman comes up to you like that, you know. Although these days you have to make you have to like make like quadruply sure. You just want to really, really, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely want to be a little careful uh, around all of it. But the fact that she walked straight up to you while you're—I mean, I'm assuming while you're at work—and is like, I need to learn how to suck dick better. Yeah, and then and then she's like. Well, want to go, you know, want to go to the bathroom with me right now and uh, and I can practice on you? And I was like, sure. So, you know, like it's hard. I, mean, I don't know about you. I, I don't know any man who would say no to that, you know? It's uh, that, I mean, obviously, depending on what she looks like and where you are in life. But for the most she's part, hot. she's, she's pretty hot. attractive woman. You're working, and also, like, you're working in a bar. It's like this, you know, if you're working at J.P. Morgan, you're fired. Like, that's... that's. We're in a bar. You're all in your 20s. You know, everyone's young. Exactly. You know, that, that's the time to, to do this sort of stuff, you know, if you're going to do it. 
Yeah. Uh, like, and, and, and yeah, you're, this isn't a job that's going to most likely define you. This is something you're doing like fresh out of college or, you know what I mean? It's something like, it's a placeholder job for a lot of people. Exactly. <clears throat> and like the other thing too is, is like, uh, yeah, you, you don't, this sort of behavior at like 40, it, it just, <laughs> it, it feels, it feels very different. The optics of that story look incredibly different. Uh, yeah. so you, you want to, some of the managers were in their forties and I think they were, they weren't, uh, lacking for, for, you know, for sexual activity. They were, they were getting a lot of action too. Well, there's a lot. Of, I mean, it is, it's a high volume of a fucking industry, uh, to say the least, you know? So sex so got, drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so you got blown, you got blown in the bathroom. Um, very matter of factly. Um, it sounds almost like um, like the film Jackie Brown. I don't know if you ever you ever see Jackie. Oh, Brown? it's a great movie. Great yeah. movie, right? Where Bridget Fonda is sitting on the couch with Robert De Niro, and they're like, it's an awkward <laughs> silence, and then she's like, "You want to fuck?" And he's like, "Sure." <laughs> and then they fucked. Uh, this the, Very, was, the most casual, casual sex. It was yeah. It was the arguably the most casual. So so you got blown in the bathroom. Now what? What are some of those, do you have any of those moments where you were behind the bar and you were watching customer patron and you're just like, yes, what the fuck are you doing right now, man? Well, let me tell you really, let me finish with the bar with the, the, the bathroom story real quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then let's so, so I had a full station. I, I had like every table was sat I had like four tables sat mm-hmm. and I walked away to get this blow job. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i didn't i didn't tell anybody either um so <laughs> i mean people were like knocking on the door they were like you know like hey we gotta use the bathroom and like everyone i could hear people like scream like where the hell is alan he has like four tables why am I? they're like going <laughs> insane <laughs> and all that stress and and also the fact the bathroom was gross as hell i I ha- I couldn't finish. I, I just she was like like you know it, it the I, it ruined the like, whole experience for me. <laughs> Which I mean I was gonna as you're as you're telling the story I'm like wow this is really under pressure man you're really I mean this isn't a this isn't a lazy Sunday blowjob this is a oh man no it was a busy I don't know if it was a Friday or Saturday night but it was it was a busy night uh, and I fully expected to get to get fired and if i had gotten fired for that they would have been 100 percent right yeah i mean that's hard that's hard to go to hr and uh plead your case uh and they should have fired me a long time ago for the um i was terrible at those restaurant jobs i had no concept of what i was doing um i didn't even know because i think like the first i had my first restaurant job when i was in high school and my parents would take us out so rarely. I didn't know how restaurants worked. I didn't know like what that there were appetizers. Um, I didn't know what that meant. I was like such a sheltered, um, you know, like I'm used to quarantine, <laughs> you know, like I, I was quarantined from the world for many years. So I, I, I'd bring people out food, you know, all at once. I didn't, I had no concept, you know, like, yeah, you just get your own water. Water is uh, there's a water fountain right over there. You just grab your own shit. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's totally clueless. But um, have I seen stuff from behind the bar of page of like customers coming in? Yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be a lot of times like people have like that fantasy, you know. Like I'd see all sorts of stuff, like where you know you're reaching under the table or you know. Okay. <laughs> But the restaurants I worked in, they typically, uh, you know, like a corporate steakhouse isn't where you're going to get the customers are going to get like that, you know? Sure, sure. And the other one was like a a seafood restaurant. Um, And that was worse. I remember like going out afterwards, like we'd all go out to um, drinking after the, uh, the shift was over. And when I worked in a steakhouse, I stunk of steak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like you know, like red meat, like charred red meat, and it would actually work better. That was like the best cologne. Interesting, like, smelling like you were just like you just crawled out of a barbecue pit. That was that was 
people loved it. Women loved it. Um, the seafood restaurant, not so much. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I can't, you know, one smells like success and the other one just smells like it's just poor hygiene. Right. No one's ever been like, I really wanted to fuck him when I, when he, when I realized he smelled like clams, you know? Yeah. No so. one's, no one's turned on on the strength of salmon. No, that's, that's not how that, that's not how that works at all. <laughs> so now, so you got, so when you got into bartending, right, what were some of like the expert, like, were you nervous? Like the first shift, like talk about like some of those first times you were behind the bar, because like, if you've gone from being a server <laughs> Right. And also gone from like not knowing how the restaurant works to going behind the bar. Uh, What was that like? Yeah, you're nervous as hell because, you know, you pretend, you know, all the drinks and then you have to run off and quickly go through and be like, oh, my God, what is this drink? How do I make this? How do I make this? You know, bartenders hate making, you know, like frozen drinks and mixed cocktails and all this. Um, especially when it gets crazy busy, um, you kind of like figure out a few that are popular mm-hmm. and you try to push those when people want something mixed. Like uh, I made, like after a while, like I knew how to make uh, the sangrias there, right? right? And people would be like, now, oh, was, this man, at, was this at the steakhouse? <clears throat> this is at a seafood restaurant. Oh, the seafood, okay. And um, they would come in and ask, uh, they're like, you know, can I get an old fashioned? I'm like, yeah, but have you tried a sangria? <laughs> <laughs> Which it's it's like it's nothing like an old fashioned. What are you talking about? Like I know, I know, but this restaurant—I don't know if you know this—we're known for our sangria. So you got to try a sangria. Try a sangria first. You know, I'm telling you, trust me. You know, you won't even think about. It. So they were a lot of, uh, you know, and because and also like they kind of, I would also try to upsell. Sure. <clears throat> right. 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 I try to upsell, try to get them to drink wine. Wine was like, you, you want, you want like the easy stuff, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, and you want, you want your check average to be much higher. So th- that's how you like quickly, like everyone sort of profiles their customer, you know, um, as to like what, how much money they have, how much money they're going to spend. So you kind of like gauge like, okay, how much money am I going to earn from this one person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what it's all about. It's like you're you're dependent on their tips. Sure. You know, the tips are, the, are dependent on their fa- you know their function of your your check average. That to make sure your check average is super high. So I would do everything possible to get that check average as high as possible. You know, as you go. So recommend you know the most expensive wines, and but you can't go the most expensive. You have to recommend something like a little bit less expensive than that, and hopefully, you know. It, you know, hopefully it's, you can make it right. I like, I like that. Uh, you know, you're, you're able to uh, uh, spin the upsell with the underpinning of like, I have no idea how to make a greyhound or like whatever, <laughs> like a a sea breeze or pick another one. But like, that's that's very smart, is what I'm saying. Now. So you, so then you eventually get your feet underneath you, right? Because it's yeah. like you, you, you eventually move in, move with a little bit more experience. Um, now what, so you eventually use, you move out of the world of bartending. What got you out? Like, was there a point where you're just like, I can't fucking do this anymore? How did, <laughs> what is, what was the, what was the descendancy? I guess is the better question. Well, I got, so I had one, um, so I would do both for, for a, a while, right? Um, like towards the end, because everybody wanted the bartending shift. We had more bartenders than we needed. So I would still be serving at the same time. Okay. And I was known as the guy who would upsell, um, you know, any table that walked in. They would come in, they, you know, they, by the time they left, they they probably would have to refinance, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the check average would be insane. So like, I was like, I was, by the time I got done working, I was just covered in sweat because I was creating my own dishes. You know, I was creating my own specials. Okay. Um, this is like, 
the seafood restaurant was uh it was like a little bit more high end for a mall especially as in a mall so um but still it's a mall restaurant you know right you can you know only- but when they're expecting to to blow you know you're going there maybe like oh, i'll get some fish and chips probably spend like 30 40 bucks yeah, you, know, you, you can only you can only go you can only go so high end when there's a piercing pagoda next door. There you you can't there's like a ceiling, <laughs> or, right? Or the waiter has fish on his tie. <laughs> yeah, that's that there's a certain level of high end that you're gonna Yeah. You, you have a school of fish on your tie, you're not expecting fucking, you know, to have to like go go to the ATM, but um or pull out like a black card. that's not how that works so uh so anyway so i would just create my own dishes you know like there was like a a thing called a shrimp trio i turn it's like a a shrimp cinco okay Um, i would add two other shrimp on there so like their appetizers would be like 50 60 bucks each you know god damn um there i would recommend like the most you know I recommend like the three pound lobster with uh, with all sorts of like add ons. So by the time they got their check, you know, for two people, it'd be like four hundred dollars or something, you know, Um, which for me back then, you know, you're in your 20s. You're kind of, you know, it's not bad You get a few tables like that. You're okay. Sure. um, So I did that to one table. Um, and they would get like, their checks look like CBS receipts, you know, they're like, <laughs> long as fuck. They, you know, every, it was like all these like changes, the kitchen hated my guts. There, there would be like, Hey, we're not getting paid extra for this. Fuck you, man. We're not reading your, your novel on this brand new special you concocted. You, you can make this yourself. So I'd make my own, I would put these dishes together, you know, like right. cause you recommend like a five pound lobster or whatever. Um, you know with like uh mixed with other stuff you know i have to like de-shell it because once you de-shell lobster it doesn't look so massive so then right. it looks you know it looks less less like um that flintstone scene where they drop that fucking thing <laughs> on the car and push the car over but uh but yeah so so i did that to one uh one table and this guy got the check and he couldn't believe it right and he's like you're exactly what we're looking for at my office I was like, what do, what do you mean? And he's like, you upsold me. Like, I've never been upsold in my life. Um, I want to hire you. You're, you're clearly really good at sales. And that's how I looked at restaurant jobs. I looked at them as, as sales jobs, you know? Sure. Well, I mean, that's essentially what it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're selling, you're selling an experience. And- you're selling experience and, you know, it tips your commission, basically. So... So he, um, so he brought me in. He interviewed me to work in in mortgages. What? <clears throat> yep. And um, I went through his whole training program, and that's how I started selling mortgages. That's fucking wild. Because like, yeah. Well, it reminds me of God. What's that movie? Waiting. Remember that movie? Do you ever see Waiting? Yeah, yeah. Same, same. Well, similar situation, except like. I forgot the fucking kid's name, but it, like he has that exchange with like a customer and it's like this like business exec. And he's just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're great, man. You know, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, we could totally use you in our company. And it was just like another restaurant. <laughs> he's like, yeah. fuck me. But you, uh, you, you find your way out, man. Do you- I got, yeah, I got my ticket out of there. But so, and at that point, once I knew that job was lined up, um, I was like, fuck this place. Because sure. um, I was also like really immature at the time. Um, so it was an extremely corporate restaurant, right? There's right. so many types of, of restaurants that you could work in where it's, you know, you, you could work in like, a, I, you know, this is kind of obvious, but the, the more corporate it gets, the more structured and uptight it is. And it's like sure. working for you know, like a bank at a certain point, you know, it's so buttoned up. So, um, so I just remember in the, you know, they, they really stress the, the language. They, they got on top of you for the language you use, right? They were really working like crazy. So, but the, the big thing was you couldn't call 
uh, customers guests. You couldn't call uh, you, you, guests, you customers. Call people customers, you had to call them guests, right? Right. And I never cared about it. I would always say customers. I never cared about their corporate speak. That they, you know, their their lingo they wanted to impose on us. I just spoke like a regular human, and it drove them crazy. They were like constantly like yell at me. And like, they wouldn't even like respond to me. It'd be like, you know, we have a customer choking at table five. They'd be like, what's that, Alan? Can you, can you, I think you need a moment to correct yourself. I'm like, all right, guest, there's a guest dying. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when I, <laughs> so the way I got fired was, uh, these people came in and they left me a shitty tip. Right. Okay. And probably well-deserved, but at the time, it was, <laughs> so, uh, I, I told one of the servers in the back about it and she's like, Oh man, that sucks. I actually know those people. And I was like, Oh really? You do? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you have their phone number? And she's like, yeah. No. Why? You're going to call them. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to call them. Do you mind if I call them? She's like, I'm like, yeah, go for it. You know? So I called him up and I was like, Hey, um, I don't know if you recognize my voice, if you remember me, but I was just, uh, I was your server a few minutes ago. I just want to catch you before you got, you know, breeding it just in case you get too far away, uh, to give you a chance to come back and <laughs> give me the, <laughs> and give me the rest of my tip. That's so, hilarious. Uh, I'm going to stick around here. You know, I'm just looking at the, the check total. I think, you know, I think another 20 bucks should do it. I think another 20 bucks and, and it'll be, uh, we'll be even. So come on back $20. <laughs> if I'm not here, just ask for the manager and, you know, just tell them it's for me. And, and you, you, it was an oversight on your part. It's okay. No worries. I, I know you guys, you know, either made a mistake or, Sure. You were in a rush. You were in a rush. You were in a rush. Maybe you didn't look, but uh, another 20 bucks, I think, uh, is the right amount, you know, to leave me for a tip. So so they call back and they ask for the manager. And I hear him uh, just, you know, get I hear him get off the phone and he's like, he's like screaming in the in the kitchen, you know. And I know I kind of know it's coming. He's like he he like asked me, like, where the fuck is Alan? Where the fuck is Alan? And he, he like gets he gets right in my face. He's like, Did you just fucking call our customers and tell them to come back and give you twenty bucks? You call customers, ask them for a bigger fucking tip. What the fuck is wrong with him? Like, first of all, they're guests. All right. <laughs> Great all this back. customer talk, I don't know what you're I don't hear it. I don't hear I don't hear what you're saying to me right They're guests. They're guests. He's like I've never seen a human come so close to an aneurysm. <laughs> That's like the his eyeballs were cra- I saw the cracks in his eyeballs. Like I saw a literal man's eyeballs cracking as he was talking to me. Arguably also uh, kudos to you for, uh, first of all, uh, calling out fucking customer because <laughs> that is also like, if you have enough money to go out to eat, you have enough to tip. Don't be that person. Don't be a person. Tip, tip the twenty percent. Tip the twenty percent. Tip the twenty percent. So, at least twenty percent now. Come on, you know. Yeah. Waiters, we, I literally, we get checks for zero dollars. Zero. It's like, See, what is criminal. it? Why would you give me this? What, what do you give me? You give me this paper to throw out. Why? So, so there's like a restaurant circuit there. You know, it's like one, you know, big corporate restaurant, another, and there's like a Morden's over there. You know. So I took out. Um, this uh, this girl I was dating to uh, to Morton's, who's like a spe- you know like an anniversary or whatever, sure, and sure. and she could see, she's like, hey, did you notice there are all these like servers congregating and they're talking and pointing at you and laughing? I'm like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, like take a look. And um, I asked my servant like, what's going on? They're like, oh, we're just talking about you. Like, what what about like you're dude? You're like, is it true that you called? You know, you <laughs> call people after they left to tell them they, they, you know, they left you a shitty tip and they should come back and give you more money. And I was like, yeah. And they like, he shook my hand and he yelled, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the and heroes all fucking clapped and applauded. The um, heroes walk among us. I was I, the hero who walked amongst them. 
You you did the right thing, by the way. Well, listen, Alan, uh, I want to first say thank you for bringing uh, your life uh, behind the bar and serving into the open bar talk world, man. This is some funny shit here, dude. We appreciate you, man. Uh, we're about to we're about to move into our next segment, right, which is our five questions for our guests. Now, these are five questions that we ask every bartender who comes through the Open Bar Talk podcast uh, about life behind the stick. Um, I couldn't think of a more clever name, uh, so I just went with five questions for the guest. Now, question number one. What is a misconception people have about being a bartender? What's the one thing that's, that's, not, that's not true? Um. Well, a lot of people think that the bartender is like a, a therapist, right? Sure. Or the bartender, and that that's true to to a certain extent with some people. It's um, I'm trying to think. Like, I guess people like it's what they see in movies, right? So there, it really depends on on the bar. You know, if you're working in like some divey. Uh, if you're working like in an Irish pub and it's like older people that are coming in, or they're the town drunks, it's not going to be so sexualized, you know? Sure. Right. Obviously. Right. Um, trying to, what's a, what's a misconception? I mean, most of it's true. You know, most of it, the fact that you are, you know, I have, I've had situations where people would come in and they, they would tell me about their cheating wife and uh, you know, and, and they're, you know, their kid who, um, you know, is going to jail and all this like crazy stuff. Like they open up to you, like, like you wouldn't believe. So, so that part is true. I'm trying to think like, what is not true that, well, you know, they're, 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 they're horny. They're, I mean, everything seems pretty much true. Well, what I would say though, to your point about, uh, bartenders not being there, like, I think it's implied that they're therapists, right? And so so to your point of like, yes, customers come in or guests, depending on where you are, uh, come in and will spill their guts. But then you also have bartenders who genuinely, you, you have to build a rapport. You can't just come in hot and be like, yeah, so my wife's cheating on me. And it's like, so here's our drink menu. Um, you know, we've got two for one Heineken's and we'll start there. Right. I think you got to work up to, uh, uh, that therapy session that some people would go after. Yeah. And also they make, they make bartenders look like really cool and, uh, and, and suave, you know, I I, I haven't seen that movie. I've only seen a piece of that movie cocktail, but in it, he's like doing, he's like juggling and, He's like having a, a, a blast. A lot of it is just like grueling hard work and you're just, you're running around like a maniac just trying to keep your head above water. You know, the, the lingo is like um, being in the weeds, you know, right. like you're trying right, to stay right, out right. of the weeds, you know, because you have so many people at once coming at you. You have obnoxious people who are just like screaming at you to get their, you know, everyone wants their drinks immediately. It's like a, a horde of people, barbar- barbar- the barbarians at the gate. <laughs> so um barbarians you know it, it's like black friday uh oftentimes uh, you know every day <laughs> for working at, at one of these like hot bars you know it's it's actually that i think that's a misconception they think it's like a cool fun job when a lot of times it's insanely stressful and and exhausting you know it's- and there's a lot of um extra work and the side work and the closing. I fucking hated the, all the closing work. And I'd stay, oh, God, I just, there's so much fucking, it, it's not, um, it's, it's not that cool, easy job that people right. think it is, you know, especially yeah. working in a busy restaurant. It's, uh, it's not, it's not what you see on TV in that yeah. way. So question, all right. So question number two, what is the biggest tip that you have ever received being a bartender? Um, so there, there was always be, <laughs> it, some of the bartenders and I heard they had to have a meeting about this. Um, it became like the sadness Olympics. Okay. So everyone was like running their own fucking, uh, it, it was like, like, imagine like 
your um it was like a telethon or like um you know they it was like it got ridiculous bartenders would start making up stories about you know their kids and their sick uh their sick mother and I'm like you don't have kids and your mother died like three years ago like what the fuck are you doing you know right so thinking like you know you like you tell the better sob you know you tell a good sob story they'll tip you more or it was sure. like strippers you know a lot of strippers like i'm going to college and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um but i remember just uh for me making people laugh would get me like the biggest tips okay you know so i remember like this uh this one guy came in and he was just uh miserable as fuck and we started talking and he started, you know, like I started just telling him stories about me and everything. And by the end, he was cracking up and he walked away and he left me, I think it was like $300 bills Jesus. on a, on a check that was like 70 bucks or something. God damn. Yeah. That's fucking, I mean, shit, I'm like right now, I'm like, that's, uh, I could retire on $300. <laughs> if I, if I moved, re- if I moved correctly, I could probably do that. So yeah. 300 and that's a, look, man, if you got it fucking, you got to spread it out, man. My opinion. So yeah. a, lot of, right. a lot of rich people who, you know, if you entertain them, if you, if you dance for your supper, sure. you know, they would hook you up. And then also. Um, you know, I was like in my twenties, best shape of my life, you know, so a little flirting goes a long way too. you know, you shake your ass for it, um, or whatever you got. And, uh, I I get some nice tips for that too, you know, there you go, man. All right. Question number three, what was your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing? That when you are behind the bar, you say, you know what? Don't do that. Uh, a lot of it is just like basic behavior, you know? A lot of people just... Um, uh, there's like the Mel Gibson. I always think like Mel Gibson, right? Sure. So some people they'll act like, like demons and they'll blame it on, on the booths, you know? Sure. Sure. There's only, and or some will come in and they know they're, they'll be like, I'm a regular here. I spent so much money here. They're never going to kick me out. It's like, no, they're going to, it's not like a com like some comedy clubs, you know, so they're not like police too well. Sure. So, uh, you know, if the customer orders chicken fingers, like he's got a ticket to stay here. You know, he's got like a license to kill now. You know, you were the <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. He's got ho- a hot dog coming. We, yeah. you know, he, he could murder my my daughter. I'm still not gonna kick him out. You know, right? But um, but I like actual like more like high end places. They they will kick your ass out. They don't. You know, they they, they don't put up with that stuff. So they just people kind of like you don't want to release the you know you don't want to turn to Mel Gibson at a bar. You yes. know. You don't don't, wanna... don't be Mel Gibson. <laughs> don't don't turn you know, into a racist anti semite uh, at a bar. And that's why I always recommend the sangria. I've never heard anybody <laughs> yelling about no. the Jews after a couple of sangrias. Never. It's not how it works. You, it makes you a more accepting and inclusive human being. Uh, you got that surprise fruit on the bottom of the cup. Yeah, who's thinking about Jews at that point? Come on. No one. No one is. So <laughs> that's why. Eat your grape. Relax. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, uh, you have, and also like people like pushing through and, you know, being like, you know, it's, they're, it's people who just, they lose all sense of decorum and etiquette, you know? Exactly. And the shit tippers, too. When I, when I first started out in restaurants, um, you know, it was just so much stress and pressure to pay my bills, you know? I was like, there's no fucking way I'm moving back into my parents. So I would lose my mind when, um, when someone would leave a crappy tip. I would run out after them into... Like that restaurant didn't realize, like I, I was a, a far more evolved person, you know, to call because there were times where I'd run out <laughs> into the parking lot and jump in front of people's like SUVs, you know, 
<laughs> that's hilarious. Like and, you and gotta risk bodily harm to get my, you know, my tip. It's like you got off easy with the phone call here. So, so don't be so tip well. Don't be Mel Gibson and don't push. Don't Easy. push. Don't the bartenders push. see you. They can. Every, every, they 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 see that you're standing there and you probably want a drink. They get it. You don't yep. have to fucking wave the the dollar bills like the like you know like you're trying to like bait us like bait us or something. Like stop, stop. Yeah. We we we'll, we'll get to you. Don't worry, dude. It's gonna happen. All right. Yeah. Question question number four. What's the one thing you've learned from being a bartender? And that can be about life. It could be about bar. T- what, whatever the one, what is the one thing that you learned? Um, multitask. Mm. Yeah. Multitask is a big one. Um, staying cool under pressure is another big life lesson. Uh, there are a bunch of stuff to just say one, um, learning it, just how to, you know, just getting, I was so introverted. When I, when I started out working in restaurants, I was insanely shy and uh, restaurants really got me out of my shell. You know, it forces you to talk to strangers. So that's part of the yeah. gig, man. Yeah. So conversation skills, um, you know, just and also just handling responsibilities, you know, to the point yeah. where you're. You know, I would go home, and I think a lot of uh, people in the restaurant industry have this. You would have nightmares about the restaurant. You have nightmares like, like I, I, there's so many times I woke up in a in a cold sweat in a in a panic, like, oh my god, I still have uh, Louis waiting for for his fucking Cosmo. Uh, I better get back. How, what am I doing here? Why did I leave the restaurant? I got to go back. You know, <laughs> and it's like three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, Louis fine. Yeah. So Louis fine. All right. Well, listen, final question. What is your favorite drink? What does Alan like to have? <clears throat> um, well, I don't really drink anymore, but when I, when I was, um, when I was bartending, I liked, uh, I was more into wine. Okay. So I loved uh, a good Cabernet. I loved like the red wines, just right something on. to kind of like, especially after like a long shift, you kind of just want to chill out. So like a, a good, uh, a nice cab. That was like my, my go-to, like a, a nice cab uh, that's like full bodied, you know, Okay. Like, all these like fancy wine terms, but like, it is true. Like it's there, you know, you learn like the differences a little bit. Um, so yeah, so I loved, uh, I loved wine and also, you know, the Guinness every now and then didn't hurt. Um, so th- those are my two go-tos. So a glass of cab or a Guinness when you were, uh, when you were drinking it up. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a wannabe, um, Irishman, <laughs> a big, big Irish poser. My last name, uh, is originally Fuchs. My family switched it to Finn for some time and I went back to Fuchs. Um, but I lived a lot of my life as Alan Finn. Um, I don't know and, yeah, so I was, uh, I was pretend Irish for a long part of my life. Faux, faux <laughs> Irish. Off, off green, if you will. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Alan. I'm definitely pale enough to pass. Yeah. You, uh, you might, uh, you could be, uh, you could be from the aisle. Alan. Uh-huh. Listen, thank you for uh, bringing us through our second segment of Five Questions for Our Guest. And we are going to round out our show with our final segment, which is called What Were You Drinking? Now, I have a very messy Facebook timeline. In so many words, the people that are posting these things, they have to be drunk. No sober person would volunteer this level of information uh, to the world. So we have to assume that they are drinking. And now, Alan... We are going to be relying on you and your expertise as being a bartender of seeing people drunk off of so many different things to help us diagnose what they were drinking. So also understand you can ask clarifying questions of what time was this posted and the gender, et cetera, because uh, 2 a.m. is very different than 2 p.m. when you are posting. Okay. So here goes our post from what were you drinking? You be a good guy, you get fucked. Be vile and treat them like shit, you get your way. 
what were they drinking when they wrote that? Jesus, dude, that's fucking fucking word salad, bro. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> this is this is what we have. I'll give it one more time. You be a good guy, you get fucked, be vile and treat them like shit, you get your own way. There's no period, by the way. This is all one thought. I'm I'm gonna go with something. It's like below Long Island iced tea level. Mm. Okay. Like, I think like something cheap and trashy, like a like a PBR. The fueled. This is a PBR fueled uh, engagement, is what you're saying. I would hope it is. I hope it's not <laughs> not an alcoholic. I would hope it's not O'Doul's. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's an excuse. If you have this much anger in your heart off of O'Doul's, I'm glad that you're not drinking because. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's what Mel Gibson never revealed. He was actually just drinking O'Doul's. Yeah, the whole thing. He was <laughs> never drunk. He he had he had three glasses of water and was fucking off <laughs> yeah. to the races with extra ice. That is what really set him off. So <laughs> that is our what were you drinking? PBRs off of the following statement. You be a good guy, you get fucked, be vile, and treat them like shit, you get your own way. That's a PBR if I've ever heard it. I, I hope that's someone from a foreign country who's who's just learning English. No, no, no. Um, this is a oh, uh, this is American. This is American made right here, um, and like American American. Like uh, this is a USA for sure, which you know kind of speaks to the point. Anyway, Alan. Alan, thank you so much for hanging with me, man. This was such a blast. I'm glad my first episode back uh, into the Open Bar Talk universe was with you and uh, chopping it up with you and having some laughs, man. I uh, appreciate you on the, uh, on the podcast here. Uh, where, can, where can people find you? What, uh, what's a place to look you up? Check me out on Instagram, uh, Twitter, social media, all that stuff. Alan Fuchs, A-L-L-A-N-F-U-K-S um on youtube got a bunch of sketches up there already we're gonna have some more coming up in 2022 uh it's nightmare fuel media nightmare fuel media on youtube there you go man those are uh, that's where you can find alan very funny dude uh really enjoyed the the conversation here my friend uh thank you again and of course folks uh thank you for tuning in to our uh First episode back, uh, very pumped. Uh, go ahead, openbartalk at gmail.com is a place to email us. Openbartalk on, uh, on Instagram is another place to find us. Uh, I'm your host, Jim Search. Uh, you want to find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. Go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. Uh, I post jokes and dates for comedy, et cetera, uh, when the world uh, slowly starts to reopen again. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's been, uh, that's been our time here. Thank you so much, folks. Put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.